Welcome to the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services in Conversation with podcast series on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to UBS On Air. My name is Shauna Hamilton, and I am a senior strategist at the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team here at UBS. The mission of our group is to serve as a thought partner for exceptional families. We understand that our clients' needs extend beyond the purely financial, so we take a strategic and sustainable approach to managing their wealth for continuity. And today, we're going to apply this mission statement to storytelling, part of our work with clients and their families is to help them define what they want their wealth to represent or their legacy in short. We all know a legacy is so much more than what is left after we pass away. It's a representation of a family's values and their stories. And without documentation, these stories can be lost over generations. And a family's connectedness is at risk of being lost with it. So today, I am excited to discuss the art of legacy keeping with a special guest, Jamie Younger. Jamie is the principal of StoryKeep, a media production company that specializes in creating films and private podcasts for multi-generational families of wealth. She founded StoryKeep in 2010 after interviewing a friend's father-in-law about his life story. The experience enlightened her to her life's calling to create meaningful media that helps families stay connected. Jamie regularly speaks on topics of family togetherness at national conferences, including the Family Office Exchange and the Purposeful Planning Institute Annual Rendezvous. She earned her BA at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where she studied Scandinavian studies, her own heritage, which is so cool. I want to learn more about that. She later studied radio production at the Salt Institute for Documentary Studies in Portland, Maine, after which she and her husband, Pete, lead Story Keep Together. Their team of cameramen, producers, sound recordists, and editors live throughout North America. Jamie and her family live in the Netherlands. Now, before we uh, begin, I want to mention the following quickly. StoryKeep is included within the UBS professional network, but it is not affiliated with UBS. The professional network is a select group of external providers that have met our criteria for professional service. Inclusion of StoryKeep in the professional network and the selection of this firm to brief clients on consolidated reporting is not a recommendation of or a business referral to StoryKeep. Okay, we got there. So now let's get started. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me on the show. So let's get right into it. First, uh, a little bit about you and your passion. The major part of your working life has been dedicated to documenting people's life stories and in audio and films uh, and in books. What is behind all of this? What's your main drive for doing that? Yeah, I think um, probably like a lot of people who go into their professions, it started with um, something of my own story um, and my own family. Uh, I actually met my biological father later in my life. And then when I did, I later had the chance to meet my paternal grandmother for the first time. And by my ancestry, and as you noted in the introduction, um, I ended up majoring in Scandinavian studies um, because I had learned how my family had immigrated to the U.S. from Norway and Denmark. And um, sort of learning about that lineage, um, which I might have not known had I not met my father, um, it really deeply touched me. Um, And I kind of wanted to know everything about it. Uh, And I guess I, I sort of felt like I... If I knew about where I came from, then it would help me understand myself. 
Um, so yeah, so that is sort of my personal inspiration around stories. But I guess on a on a bigger, I don't know, individual level, I've always been fascinated by the power of stories. Um, you know, I mean, every story basically tells like a surface tale. There's basically a character and then something happens to that character. Um, but most stories point to something deeper or they're trying to reveal something deeper about either life or the storyteller who's telling it. Um, and so stories have this incredible power to give us information because like inside embedded in the story is some kind of value or identity. Um, so I kind of, I've always thought of stories as a, as a vessel or a container to communicate these deeper things. And that's what I feel like we basically do, you know, in our work is to basically employ stories or, you know, exploit the story in a sense to pull out family, family identities and family values. Um, so that's the kind of my personal, um, my family background and also kind of personally just been really interested in stories, but the power of them. Wonderful. And thank you for, for sharing that. I loved what you said about stories give us information and they shape us and uh, our identity. And that's that's absolutely the conversations we're having, uh, too, with our, our client families. Can you say a little bit more about the importance of, of recording or in your company's uh, phrasing, uh, keeping one's life story? What's the deeper underlying need that people have to uh, have this need to document themselves and their loved ones. Yeah, I think that documenting, uh, and we've done it, you know, on on cave walls since the beginning of time, um, and now we're using really fancy, you know, uh, other kinds of equipment. But it's basically an act of um, honoring or witnessing what has happened in our life. Um, you know, if it was, uh, you know killing a buffalo, that's an act of some, you know, something that seemed important that was worth documenting. And now, of course, there's a plethora of different kinds of things we want to keep. And I, I basically think that we're saying through documentation that we believe this person or this history is important. And I I very much believe that on a deep level, we, we have a need to be appreciated, a need to be seen, um, and also to do that for people who we love to see them and to appreciate them. So I think that documenting is all about that. And it also, in the process of documenting, we sort of process and organize, you know, our thoughts and we make sense of our own life um, and what's happened during our lifetime. And through that, we gain these insights. Um, sometimes we look in the mirror a little bit and realize, you know, some things that we could have done differently, or that some things that we did great, we, things we would have changed. But very often people use that experience to maybe say things that they don't get around to saying as often as well. Um, either, you know, the history in its complete form, but also, you know, emotions um, of, about the relationships, um, you know, in, in families. So I think that that, that's it. And I mean, on a practical level, documenting is a way to be able to look back, right? If you have a film or a recording, an audio recording, it's a way to be reminded of or to remember important stories or information. So, yeah, that's that's why I think that we we, we have this need to document ourselves and our loved ones. Absolutely. Thank you for that. 
you know, your your company, StoryKeep, usually works with wealthy clients. And many of them have founded success in running their own companies. Do you think those families have a bigger need for documenting their legacy than than other people do? So I guess the question is both wealthy families and or wealthy business owners. Yeah, Shana, I think this is a really compelling question, and it's a question that I have pondered many times over my career. Um, and I ultimately think that we all, regardless of our station in life, um, you know, we have a desire and a need to document our stories and our legacies and um, and to share them with our families and our communities. Um, so, so I don't think that it's, um, you know, regulated to a certain group of people. But I, I do find um, that business-owning families, families who have shared assets or, you know, governance structures together – that they do have a huge, huge need to be aligned with one another. Um, I mean, in fact, it's basically critical to their long-term success over generations, not just financially speaking, but also as a family, um, to have a sense of shared identity. So, you know, if you know your family's history and legacy, then it helps you know how your family got here or built, you know, or found success. And I think having some kind of understanding and appreciation for the challenges that were met by the people who came before you. I think that that helps um, the rising gen come and add to that story and add to that conversation. And so all of that is where the stakes are kind of higher in a sense for a family with affluence or a family who has, you know, shared assets. The stakes are high in that sense. Thank you. You know, as you're speaking, I'm, I'm thinking, that when you're, of course, a family unit, shared stories matter, right? That's the whole point of our conversation today. And then when you're a family unit with uh, with a business, with its own culture and identity, how do you maintain that both within its individual kind of vertical and within the family? And so you, your point is well made about having to be intentional of, of connecting both stories in a way um, for future generations. So, so public podcasting, uh, understanding that this is part of your work. We, we see in the world of public podcasting that it's exploding. It seems like everyone has a new podcast each week. And according uh, to the last count, even UBS, <laughs> even UBS, yeah. for us. and, uh, and we've had great success with it. It's a phenomenal way to connect. Um, and according to some data we pulled, uh, from Podcast Insights this July, there are over 2 million podcast shows worldwide and 48 million episodes. And you came up with a relatively new idea that's uh, private podcasting for families and enterprises. So how did you come up with that idea and what's behind that, uh, that idea? Yeah, yeah. So um, for the last year or so, we've been offering private podcasting enterprises. And we had sort of two points of inspiration, Shauna. The first was that for actually quite a long time, we had felt in creating legacy films, um, although they serve a very important purpose and they still do, they kind of fell short in certain regards, um, you know, because films, legacy films tend to honor a matriarch or a patriarch or, you know, a family history. But very often, just because of the nature of film, they're sort of limited in the number of people who can participate. Um, and they're also kind of like a one-and-done project 
I mean, it can be a big project, but it's sort of, you know, once it's finished, it's finished, and that's sort of the way of it. Um, but, you know, we found just because we had these, um, you know, pretty close relationships with these families that we were working with, that they had a need to communicate around, like, a whole variety of topics that weren't really relevant for legacy films. Um, you know, for mm-hmm. example, like, um, family education, uh, you know, conversations about governance, um, financial literacy. I mean, even, like, very specific things like, you know, the story behind a family's philanthropic work. That wouldn't necessarily be in kind of the 30-minute legacy film. So we, all of these things we realized, um, because we were in public podcasting and my, my background is video journalism, um, realized like, oh, you know what, actually private podcasting, like internal, um, you know, podcasting for a very select audience, either a family or an enterprise, this could be sort of the answer or, um, to all of these other things that we had experienced working with families. Um, and, and frankly, the second inspiration, uh, much more external, was COVID because we fly to families <laughs> to produce these films. <laughs> and like everybody else in the world, we were like grounded. Um, so, you know, the question like was coming to us both from, you know, a business perspective, but also the mission of our work is like, how do we continue to help families connect in a remote way? Um, because we can produce and we do produce private podcasts entirely remotely. Um, so we stumbled on this idea and it was sort of like a silver lining of COVID in a sense was, oh, you know, actually we've been searching for an answer um, to these, these, the breadth and depth of the kind of um, work we want to do with families and how we can use media. Um, private podcasting was just kind of a, a, a bright light, you know, in the midst of, of um, this world pandemic. I love it. And I love the idea of a family having an audio time capsule. I mean, we we are on screens all the time and, and no doubt video has its place. And there's something special just about hearing someone uh, that you care deeply about and hearing their voice. So I think I think it's wise and you adapted wisely. Um, so uh, one of uh, the main topics you addressed in uh, private podcasting for families is uh, family togetherness. What kind of impact are you seeing um, podcasting having on family togetherness? Yeah, I, you know, I think the first thing to say is that, as we know, you know, from people who listen to podcasts, they know that there's so many topics that you can cover in podcasting. I mean, everything under the sun. Um, and so we thought very um, long and hard about what's our approach here? What's the point of all of this? Um, and when we looked at um, the factors that contribute to true, true success over time, both financial and, and, and familial within multi, multi-generational families, um, the research points over and over and over again to um, human capital, togetherness, family cohesion. Um, and so that is basically the whole point podcasting that we do with, with families and enterprises is to elevate um, those connections and cohesion um, or to foster it in some way. And so, I mean, what we've noticed and, and we've been really impressed by is how podcasting, sort of by its like very nature, it invites a lot of different people and perspectives into the mix. I mean, just like the UBS podcast that we're having, you know, this episode right here, 
you know, UBS has many different conversations with many different people, um, and that's strength. And so the same goes with um, a private podcast for a family or enterprise is that you're talking to a lot of different people of a lot of different generations with a lot of different perspectives from uh, a group. Um, and that is, you know, I mean, communication and understanding basically the building blocks of family togetherness. So if podcasting allows people to, you know, listen to one another, one another, not only maybe just taking the time to do that, but also kind of in a new way and a new format, um, sort of in a slightly removed format, um, you can you can appreciate someone and what they're bringing or saying maybe differently than if you're in the heat of the moment in a boardroom, for example. You know, you can kind of um, uh, use the medium to that benefit. And I think basically it, it does bolster more understanding and thus family togetherness. So, I mean, you know, and I'm sure you're, we're all sort of aware of this. Like we live in this era where people almost, share more publicly sometimes like over social media than they do <laughs> privately <laughs> right. and you know it's like that's happening in families too um you know they like live far away from one another um you know or across the, gro- the globe from one another so basically you know this medium helps people just stay truly engaged um in a real way so that's that's what we are finding is that it 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 bolsters communication and understanding and thus family togetherness. We couldn't agree more. That's an absolute tenet of, of everything we hope to build when we're working closely with families is finding different mediums for them to communicate and really to hear each other. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to piggyback off of something you said about, you know, social media being this vessel where sometimes we, we share and overshare. And what you mm-hmm. think of private uh, family podcasting or enterprise podcasting um, could be for the next gen, uh, given we are kind of moving mm. to this more open, vulnerable space of the culture kind of broadly. Mm-hmm. I think we think a lot about, um, you know, the rising gen or the next gen. Um, there's all these different terms, um, but we think a lot about that in our work because um, we sort of, I mean, we're in business to help families stay connected over the generations. And so, that means that it is it is of you know paramount importance that the next generation is engaged um, on their own terms, feeling heard, feeling seen, feeling appreciated. Um, also, respecting and understanding their and being integrated into a larger um, family system. But I mean, I think that essentially podcasting in its form as a medium as as um, and you know unlike a book or a film that requires a much more attention in a sense um, it can engage um, the next gen in a, a way that other forms of me- you know media don't do as well I mean like a single podcast episode can be you know five or ten minutes or maybe 20 or maybe 30 but it can be consumed on the go um, you know, I'll, I will note that in sort of in the way that we do private podcasting, we use a, a private client-owned app, and it does support video. But I think, um, you know, even that, it just it's all kind of um, pulled together in a easily accessible way. Um, so, you know, I think I think that that's where we need to look. You know, if you're a family that 
is dedicated to um, having togetherness and, and communication and, and wants to figure out how to be a great family or, or just maybe continue to be a great family. I mean, you have to roll with the time. You have to use different tools and formats that make sense for 10-year-olds, for 15-year-olds. Um, you know, in the, if we've worked with families where the, the fourth generation is interviewing the second generation. So we basically um, facilitate the youngest group of, you know, 10, 12, 13-year-olds in a family interviewing their grandparents. And those are episodes, you know, um, within the family's podcast. So it, it becomes kind of, you know, you can see how those, those young kids are like, Hey, I'm the host of my own family's podcast show. You know, that's <laughs> exciting. That's engaging. And at the same time, they're engaging in a, a real time with their grandparents, understanding where the family business came from and having a sense of connection with their grandparents. So that's, you know, that's powerful. And I think we haven't always done a great job of, of using tools that really, truly connect with the younger people in our families. And I, I, that's why I'm super excited about this as, as a format. Yeah, you're, you've given me an idea, even just in conversation, just how phenomenal that would be to have a grandchild recording with their, their, um, their grandparents. So, so thank you for that. Um, another tool for our toolkit indeed and just in general yeah. thank you for joining us today Jamie it's fascinating to hear about the importance of legacy keeping and the ways in which um, you help families do that and it sounds like in really innovative ways uh, the private podcast piece was probably the most new information to absorb so thank you again for sharing that with yeah. us today yeah my pleasure and for any clients that are interested in learning more about StoryKeep or other resources uh, on the UBS professional network, they can always reach out uh, to their UBS advisor and they will connect the dots. Jamie, thank you again for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Shauna. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.